Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film Jack and Jill. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do listen without having seen the film, just be aware that there may be spoilers. Enjoy. It's coming home. It's coming. Sandloon's coming home. <laughs> topical, topical that one. Shit films on my screen. <laughs> Sandler's jewels aren't gleaming. <laughs> um. So speaking, has he got? He has got any like Oscars or Golden Globes or anything like that? I'm... There was a push to get him one for Uncut Gems, wasn't there? Um. Yes, but that didn't happen, did it? No, no. Um, and I, I think there were some awards for Punch Drunk Love as well. Yeah. Well, probably. I imagine that's the kind of film that got loads of nominations and then won none of them. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there is a whole Wikipedia page for list of awards and nominations received by Adam Sandler. Oh, okay. Um, but so, so, some of those are going to be small ones, though, aren't they? It's like the sort of Manchester, New Hampshire Rotary Club Cool Guy <laughs> Award, or whatever. So um, he has been nominated for a Golden Globe for Punch Drunk Love, um, but didn't win. Um, And yeah, all sorts of stuff like that. Uh, He won Boston Society of Film Critics Best Actor for Uncut Gems. Hmm. Big Um, up, Boston. Understandably, the longest entry here is the Razzies. Oh, yes. Um, But he's had quite a lot of... Uh, victories at the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards. Okay, okay, those, those are legit. Um, for uh, the Wedding Singer, Fifty First Dates, Mister Deeds. Should Nickelodeon age children be watching those films? <laughs> uh, probably. And Nickelodeon not. surely is like ten and and down, right? Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I should know that as a parent, but of course, my son doesn't watch television. He's he's too good for that. He's too good for that. He only reads like old scrolls, (laughs) tapestries. Shakespeare, read it, mate. Yeah, he's read all of Shakespeare. (laughs) Um, But speaking of films not worthy of winning awards, uh, this week's film and the final films that no child should watch and that no adult should watch either. (laughs) No one should watch. Um, The the final film of Sandloon is, of course, um, Jack and Jill. Uh, yeah. A notoriously bad movie. Um, did it live up to its reputation for you? I suppose it did, yeah. Jack and Jill went up the hill and stepped in a pile of poo. It's, <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's really not good, is it? And genuinely, like, it was a slog to get through this film. Genuinely, a lot of scenes where, like, it's grossing you out or it's, like, creating uncomfortable stuff, but that is not funny. And, like, there's a lot to be said for the comedy of the uncomfortable isn't there about like kind of um you know obviously we're not the biggest fans on this show of Richard Gervais but a lot of people talk about the reason that they like him is because he's good at creating uncomfortable comedy and I would agree with that even though I think he's a bloated fool as we've discussed (laughs) yes yes but in this film it's yeah the uncomfortable moments genuinely made me squirm 
and think, oh, can we move on from this now, please? No, you're going to spend however much time literally beating up a, a Latino granny for no reason. Like, what's funnier than beating up a granny? Literally anything. I mean, it can be funny. If it's done in the right context, it can be funny. Yeah. But this is not the right context at all. Um, so, yeah, I'd say that this movie lived up to its reputation just about. There were some elements that I heard were awful, which I didn't think were that bad. But equally, there were bits I'd never heard about, which were truly abhorrent. And, I and don't that's mean that why in... we watch these kind of films, isn't it? That's what's good about watching these kind of films and about doing this show, because that, that's always the case with these kind of films, isn't it? When someone says that a film is bad for X reason, that you, you go into it thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to this being really bad, lol. And then actually there's usually some worse stuff buried in there. Yes, <laughs> and you, we yeah. have to un- uncover it, don't we? Like an uncut gem. <laughs> like, a, like a piece of shit in a pile of shit. We've got to we've yeah. got to find the worst shit, as Adam Sandler <laughs> says in Billy Madison. Here's a nice piece of shit. <laughs> Talking about the majority of his <laughs> career, um, so unfortunately, I let, think that is probably correct. But let, I think at the end of this episode, we should have like a Sandloon wrap up and say where are we with Adam Sandler now? But let's talk about Jack and Jill first. Yeah, and let's start with all of the incredibly dull Adam Sandler tropes it falls into so basically the first joke in the movie is a fart joke um which i don't disapprove of you know as a thing but yeah then there's another fart joke then a diarrhea joke um and then we're introduced to grating silly voice so it basically ticks all the boxes that are present in every Adam Sandler movie very, very quickly. Um, but it then also does lots of other things like stereotypical racism, sexism, yep. uh, animal shouting, cruelty. animal cruelty. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's not just got Adam Sandler is a man and he shouts. It's also got Adam Sandler is a woman and he shouts. Yeah. And we've yep. also got Al Pacino is Al Pacino and he shouts. And he shouts. Um, <laughs> and then there's lots more poo and fart jokes all the way through the film. And again, you know I appreciate scatological humor for the most part, but yeah, the the like all of the toilet humor scenes in this really grossed me out. And maybe I'm just getting old, but they were like always like really, really long, squelchy farts. And there were multiple <laughs> scenes of fart wafting as well. Which is, you know, fart wafting is obviously very funny if you do it once, but like poison if you do it twice, right? I'm afraid to say, Paddy, I think you might be turning into a Conservative Party member writing about their loud neighbours uh, <sighs> as we speak. That's not the issue. You, your, I... you kids with your farts. <laughs> That's not the kids problem these I days, have. They're with just listening the... to farts. That's not the problem I have with the fart and poo jokes in this movie. It's that they're the lowest common denominator fart and poo jokes. And they go on for so long. It's, you know, a fart should never be boring. You know, yeah. a poo joke should never be boring. It should be grotesque and make you laugh out of shock. Like yeah. someone pooing in the middle of a street in a wedding dress, for instance, <laughs> which is one of the all-time great poo jokes from Bridesmaids. One of the greatest, like, yeah, poo bits of poo comedy in the history of cinema. But the masterclass in that is Swiss Army Man, isn't it? And they, they said that when they went into it, is that I mean, there's no really real point in comparing those two films, two very different films, but there is a shared interest in the scatological. And, you know, they said when they went into it, they wanted to open the film with a fart that makes you laugh and close the film with a fart that makes you cry. And I think they managed that. 
Yeah. Um, uh, your mileage may vary with that film. I enjoyed it, but I don't think I loved it as much as you did. Um, and that I found some of that humor got grating because that's basically all the film was. Whereas here, it's not all fart jokes. There's lots of racist jokes as well. There's lots of stupid yeah. humor. There's lots of Jill falling over and banging her head on stuff. But the fart jokes are just so long and so boring. Um, and it's the same with all the all of the humor in this film is boring yeah. and overlong. This movie comes in at about 90 minutes, but it feels like it's about three hours. It feels really long. God, you know, I just keep thinking, you know, if this were 12 years ago and we were still at university, I could write a brilliant essay about why this fails to to fulfill the, you know, the the humorous aspect of the carnivalesque and, you know, the Bactinian grotesque and all that kind of thing. As you're saying, that a fart joke is funny when it's truly grotesque. And this film it is grotesque, but it doesn't, yeah, it's just bad. And it, I don't know why it doesn't quite land in that way. And Bactine is someone who would know, but, you know, he's dead, so we can't ask him. And I can't remember his work anymore because I don't do academic stuff anymore. Died of his own farts, a very sad death. I'll tell you why they don't <laughs> land. And it's because it is clean fart humour. Um, there's there's mm. nothing, everything in this movie feels very sterile. Um, and yeah, they can put a, a, a poo soundtrack over a scene. But if it's just Adam Sandler standing outside a door talking inanely over that, that's not funny. There's yeah. nothing there that shocks you. There's nothing out of the ordinary about someone pooing in a toilet. There's nothing out of the ordinary about someone just farting every so often. Yeah, it's um, always just poo in the context of poo, isn't it? It's not like it's <laughs> exactly. not unexpected. There's no exactly. subversion of expectation. Um, yeah. And so there's it's it's all clean. It's all tame. It's all completely as expected. This is if you told an alien to observe human behavior and then try and replicate it. If the alien was stupid, this is what they'd make. Yeah, I'd agree with that. If the alien was stupid and spent some time around some very vulgar people who happened to be twins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, it, it's and that's the big problem with this movie is, yes, it's vulgar, but it's not Billy Madison vulgar. Yes, it's it's stupid, but it's not Fifty First Dates stupid. Um, it doesn't have someone in a um in a in a sort of mesh vest running around <laughs> um or anything like that it doesn't have that kind of comedic strangeness to it basically all of the entirety of this movie that what they're trying to get humor out of pull this humor out of the situation is isn't adam sandler in a dress funny and yeah. isn't al pacino falling in love with adam sandler in a dress funny and that's the only thing about this film that's that's that tries to make you laugh. But the rest of it is just th this is a lazy film. I think is the most the biggest problem is yep. this is this is an extremely lazy movie. The first draft of this was probably done in like two days or something. <laughs> it was just Adam Sandler enters farts for an hour and a half end. Yeah. <laughs> And then over yeah, another jack. three or four days, they added in some racist stereotypes and that kind of thing. And someone went, hey, Sandler can have two roles in this, which actually seems like it might have been a lot of work for him. But it still feels like the laziest film he's ever done, even though he had to play two characters. Yeah. That, and, and that's the thing is, you know, it, it's so 
it's so tame it's so lazy no effort was put into making this film whatsoever um yeah the only effort that went into it was uh, avoiding the 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 itch to um hire rob schneider to play the latino gardener oh, <laughs> which <yeah>. clearly clearly <laughs> at some point they were thinking hey should we get rob schneider to do this and maybe it was scheduling or something that ended up him not playing that role but he must have been busy yeah yeah either that or because he is a bit of a wing nut isn't he um maybe he thought i'm not falling in love with adam sandler that's abhorrent oh yeah <laughs> god bless the gop <laughs> That would be gay," said the man who did, who made Juice Bigelow male gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what was Rob Schneider doing in in twenty eleven? Or the, his only role in twenty eleven was Ernesto in "You May Not Kiss the Bride." So he was like, "Oh, sorry, I'm too busy playing a Latino man in a different film." <laughs> yeah, maybe you know he's he he thought you know what I've really got to stretch myself. I can't just get into playing the same racial stereotype twice in one year. You know, if they came to me with with um, a South African, maybe I could do that. An Australian, I could do that. I could play an Irishman, but I'm not going to play a Latino man twice in the same year. You couldn't play the Irishman. <laughs> that wouldn't be what Martin Scorsese intended. <laughs> Rob Schneider is the Irishman. <laughs> um but, yeah. but they make a joke out of it, don't they? At the very end of the film, like someone goes, Rob Schneider, and Adam, Adam Sandler goes, I like him, in his annoying voice. Yes, because um, someone's got to like Rob Schneider. That was maybe and the I... best joke in the film. I'm going to disagree with you there, and I'm going to say something controversial. I like Al Pacino in this movie and I found him <laughs> hilarious in this film. Well, I'm glad you found some kind of redeeming feature because I don't think that it really has any, but that's one if you had to sort of dig one out of the bottom yeah, of the I, barrel. I'm not going right to say I'm not going to say that I uh <laughs> this that he is worth watching in this film, but at the very least Al Pacino is here. He understood the ask which is be yourself but zany. Um, and yep. you know, you've got him that there's, there's bits of his character in this that I really love the fact that he speaks gibberish as a foreign language to all of the foreign people that he comes across and none of them understand him. Brilliant. Love it. Um, attacking ceiling fans with a spear whilst wearing a, a weird outfit, um, equally wearing a bin, Laden a, the man of La Mancha. That's right. Yeah. Um, wearing a bin Laden beard whilst out trying to <laughs> remain incognito. Yeah. Sitting um, next to Jonathan Depp. Yeah. Jonathan Depp. He's wearing a t-shirt with Justin Bieber on it. Which apparently he did as a joke. That's so funny, Johnny Depp. That's hilarious. That's like the you're, fifth funniest joke in this film. You're you're so clever and funny, Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> He's a bad man. He, and also, he hasn't been in a good movie since about 2005. Um, but... <laughs> Sounds about right. But um but there's other things, you know, like the scene where he answers his phone on stage and also the that's, scene where he that's gets, funny. where he yeah. gets furious at the person whose phone goes off on stage as well. Um I really in well, I enjoyed Al Pacino in this movie in comparison to everything else in this film. Maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it at all if it was in a semi competent movie, but whenever he was on screen it at least made me think, Okay, I can watch this. I actually thought his like Dunkin' Donuts commercial that appeared at the very end was very funny. Yeah, Dunkachino. 
Yeah, and he does a little rap and stuff. He's he's throwing in all his movie references and things like that. So that, I think, comes across very well. And I think he comes across as self-aware and thinking probably, you know, if you do get offered the gig of playing yourself but zany, and it's not loads of screen time, you're going to take it, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I think you are. And and Al Pacino and um, Robert De Niro, they're, they're at this point in both of their careers, they're at the point, like, where they could go, you know what, I've done everything that i want to do let's just have some fun and make some money and i have completed an, hollywood and then if an interesting project comes along yeah i'll take it up but it, otherwise, in the meantime here's dirty grandpa yeah it's dirty grandpa for instance <laughs> um so so yeah I think... in the meantime here's another warburton's advert <laughs> so al pacino's not doing those is he no no um <laughs> But, you know, uh, maybe in the US he's advertising butt cream or something, but like yeah, he's, he's doing, not on the UK screen. He's doing Wonder Bread. That's a brand, isn't it, in America? Wonder Bread. Sure, why not? Um, but uh, but but yeah, and and so full respect to them both. They they you know they can do whatever they want, and you know it's not going to taint their their um their reputation because they've been in so many great movies. So fair enough, Al Pacino, go and play yourself in an Adam Sandler movie. No one's yeah. going to dislike you for it. And, and but I, I was somewhere surprised... inside this film, there is the kernel of a great film about a guy trying to convince Al Pacino to do an advert, isn't there? That would be a brilliant Paul Thomas Anderson film. <laughs> yeah, or um, or a TV series like Toast of London, for instance. Oh, um, yeah. It could work really well like that. Um, Al Pacino. <laughs> Al Pacino. Yes, I can hear you, Al Pacino. <laughs> uh, I'm glad yeah, that you enjoy Toast of London. That's a great show. Yeah, I might rewatch I, that, actually. Yeah, I haven't watched all of it. I've watched the first season, but I think that's it. Um, it gets weirder as it goes on in the, in the best possible way. Yeah, so I, I, I keep meaning to go back to it and finish it because, oh, it is so funny. Um, Clem Fandango is one of the all-time great names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but but yeah i think al pacino in this fair enough and i was surprised that he was one of the ones that won a a razzie a golden raspberry um this this movie did the full sweep at the razzies i'm sure Um, it did and and i uh, as i've talked about before i don't care much for the golden raspberry awards um i think it's it's, mean-spirited isn't it which is the same problem as the humor of this film isn't it yeah and with the razzies i think you know what they're only going to throw these awards at the most popular bad movie of the year or maybe not even a bad movie but a most hated movie of the year when there's undoubtedly probably thousands of films even in 2011 i bet there was thousands of movies worse than jack and jill because they they should be giving it to like Yui Bowl or someone like that. Well, even worse than that, I bet there's some weird sadist indie filmmaker who makes a wannabe snuff movie that three people watch, which is worse than Jack and Jill. Um, yeah. and, and that's the problem with the Razzies is it's easy to pinpoint and find a consensus, even if it's not entirely accurate at something like the Oscars for, for the best performance, you know. And even if you don't agree, generally people can appreciate the quality of the work. But when it comes to pinpointing a, the worst of the year, um, I think that's just an unnecessarily mean thing to do. And I feel that way about a lot of things where they go, this is the worst thing of the year. Um, it could be game, it could be movie, it could be book. Um, the only this is one... coming from a man who's reviewed a game called Wanking Simulator. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a terrible game, but I don't want to point it out as the worst game of the year. You don't need to... There's a difference between critically reviewing a work and giving your opinion on it and then deliberately at the end of the year 
pinpointing the worst of the year. Yeah. And, you know, it's never been easier to go on IMDb and search it and see what films have come out this year that feature, you know, wafting farts or that kind of thing. Some things <laughs> that uh, are not funny and that are inherently bad. And then you can find those films. It's one of the tags on um, Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. Wafting farts. Wafting farts. Explore <laughs> titles related to wafting <laughs> yeah. farts. Yeah, it's, it's up there with you know when I type this into Netflix? <laughs> yeah, when I typed this into Netflix to see if it was on there, which is not. Um, it said um, explore titles related to, as it always says, and then Just Friends was one of the top ones. So that tells you a lot about this film, doesn't it? It shares oh, the same go. kind of mean-spirited nonsense um, attack, doesn't it? It's not. I don't think it's as bad as Just Friends because, as you say, it has that Al Pacino thing. But the the level of humor is similarly lazy, isn't it? Yeah, the the level of humor is the same. This is maybe a bit less raunchy. Sex doesn't play a huge part in this film. Um, no, the the romance. I thought between... it was going to. Um, at the point when um, they go to the birthday party, the surprise birthday party, and she's like seen Al Pacino at the game and he's sent her over a hot dog with his number on it on ketchup um, and she's basically ignored him. Then at the party, she goes to the back room and it's like Al Pacino's weird sex dungeon. It looked a <laughs> yes. bit like Fifty Shades of Al Pacino. And I was like, oh my God, where is this going? But it didn't descend into kink. So I think yeah, it's, that's it's, a mercy. It's actually quite... Uh, uh a romantic movie in that way. Al Pacino's not going after Jill because he wants to bone her. It does genuinely seem like he has this connection with her because of her origins in the Bronx and stuff like that. It's this unscrutable love at first sight thing for him. And so, yeah, it's nowhere near as mean spirited as just friends. I still think it's got this mean spirited edge, but that, that, that comes from the humor rather than the, the tone and the, the ideology of this film isn't mean. It's just mean because of the way that they wrote the jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah, because they're all going for the cheapest shot. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so it's, yeah, so I'd, I'd agree. It's not as bad as Just Friends. Um, is it the worst film of 2011? I don't know about that. Like I said, I'm sure there's worse movies than this in 2011. Okay, okay. 2011 movies. We've got, we've got to work that one out, surely. <laughs> Resident, Contagion. In time, Apollo eighteen. Just go with it. That's also a Sandler. That's supposed to be. That's one. I feel like I've seen half of that on TV once. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I'm scrolling down and looking up. I'm going to point out the first movie I see that I think is worse than this, which might take some time. The um, remake of Footloose. See, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. But I assume it's bad. We should talk about it sometime as a follow-up to having talked about Footloose, which I think we both thought was surprisingly good, just as yes. an aside. Yeah, as an aside, I enjoyed it. Um, oh, you've got Sucker Punch, which came out the same year. Um, which is That's a shit piece, isn't it? Which is, yeah, it's a failed shit piece because it's trying to do something really high concept and philosophical, but it completely fails in every way. <laughs> so maybe, maybe not as bad as Jack and Jill, certainly more ambitious than Jack and Jill. But um, but that was a big old flop. Yeah. Um, you've got Midnight in Paris, which yes, instantly that's instantly instantly that's a worse movie than Jack and Jill just by nature of it being Woody Allen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we found one. We found one then. Um. So yeah. So Jack and Jill. Yeah, it's a bad film. It's the probably no, definitely the worst film we've watched of Sandloon. Oh yeah. 
a hundred percent. I mean, Billy Madison wasn't great, but this is much worse. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the truly abhorrent piece of cinema that people make it out to be. What Jack and Jill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's really tough when a film is a real slog to get through, isn't it? It makes it feel like it's worse than it is because you don't focus on the things that are good. You just think, "When is this over? I need to pee. I need coffee." You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't. Um, you oh, don't. Here's Shaquille O'Neal licking a ham. <laughs> oh, great! I need. I need yeah. coffee. You need, um, yeah, you just take one look at the scene where, where Jared from Subway um, takes a, a break from Noms Island to come and, um, <laughs> Who is come that and guy? have a cameo. Jared from Subway, the Subway advert man. Oh, I don't think I've seen a Subway advert ever. Um, so it's American run of Subway adverts, which were incredibly popular. And um, he was in them and basically his thing was, oh, I eat Subway two times a day and I've lost all this weight. Um, but then it turns out that he was actually a paedophile. Oh, no. Um, which obviously very bad. makes this a very awkward scene to watch when he's here at a celebrity party. Yeah. Um, so you got so... him, Jonathan Depp. This film is loaded with bad cameos. John McEnroe's <laughs> one was quite funny. I'll give him that. I Yeah, I enjoyed that. I like the way that they dunked on the atheist. He did some um, shouting. Because people who are, I'm an atheist, but people who are atheists with a capital A, incredibly annoying people. How do you like that, Richard Dawkins? Well, exactly. I mean, he's the quintessential example, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Although his tweets are gold. I think the world would be a worse place without his tweets. He hasn't done any good ones lately, but the one about the dogs 69ing. (laughs) He's he's even lost his... his, his drill-esque tweeting now um which just makes him completely pointless um so yeah no time for you richard dawkins yeah i'm gonna get john McEnroe to come shout at you john McEnroe is john McEnroe, and he shouts yeah (laughs) exactly um but yeah this movie is is known as one of the worst films of all time and i don't think it's one of the worst films of all time no is it yeah if only for Al Pacino doing quite a good turn as Al Pacino, but zany, that's enough to elevate any film just out of that bit and into the next bin up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, it's a bad movie. It's it's maybe not even the worst Adam Sandler movie, given the reputation of some of his other films. No, um, you're probably right. I think this is probably not as bad as something like You Don't Mess With the Zohan, which obviously we've not seen, but <laughs> yeah. looks really offensive. I mean, that that looks incredibly bad. Um, and and there's something, there's something naive about this film. Yes, it's lazy. Yes, it's unfunny. Um, it has very few saving graces, but there's something naive about it. It's got kids in it and the kids aren't particularly cruelly treated no that's true um, which is which is refreshing given adam sandler's history in cinema i didn't think um, of that but that's a really good point and and katie holmes is katie holmes and it's yep. always nice to see her in stuff um and um you know I, I i quite like her in general um i know that that some people have problems with her but i think she's she's perfectly fine no why would Um, anyone have a problem with her i mean i don't think i've seen much of her work if i'm honest but i know of her as everything i've seen her in has been fine yeah yeah exactly but i know that some people have problems i think it's it's the toxicity of um um what's his name tom cruise oh yeah right yeah 
has, has kind of um followed her but but she's been in some good oh, films she was wrapped she's up in his scientology stuff yeah and she's also been in some true stinkers like the boy too um do you know the boy movies the, the boy too no no i do not i didn't know so, there was a boy one <laughs> so the boy is a movie about this this this, this nanny this nanny comes to this big english mansion um and is told you're going to be the nanny for our son brahms um and it turns out that brahms is a doll it's a little doll and obviously creepy stuff happens um and then the the, the film the boy ends in a very finite position um it's it's quite fun actually it's a fun film it's very bad but it is fun and it's got uh lauren cohen who i don't know if you know she's from the walking dead oh yes um, yeah but she she puts in a good performance as the lead she's very charismatic um and um but it all ends in a very finite place with a big twist and then they made a sequel which kind of forgets about the twist of the first film altogether and it's about this family which moves into the mansion and the doll is back and now it's creepy again and it's truly terrible of course the Um, doll's back it's it's a truly awful film but again it's 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 fun to watch so yeah i i have i have time those kind of films it's like castlevania isn't it you can always find some loophole that resurrects dracula 10 years after he was definitely (laughs) put away for good you have been in a real castlevania um vibe at the moment yeah i'm playing symphony of the night at the moment which was the one on the playstation so obviously because i i was never a playstation console guy i never played it and it's amazing that is the what is a man a miserable pile of secrets yeah now that's die, right. isn't it yeah, yeah it's got like um actual human voices which is really weird but good see i have i've got something else controversial to say here um i actually prefer the castlevania games before they went non-linear like symphony of the night oh yeah you want um, you you want to just play through linear levels like in like a nes game and that'd be it yeah like like castlevania 4 or the original trilogy i mean the second one wasn't quite linear it had more of a open world vibe to it but i don't like the whole backtracking after you found an item thing that the castlevania series started yep. doing with the playstation era um, welcome to castlevania cast, <laughs> castlevania cast i would love to do that um but yeah, I, I I prefer the older games personally. But there's something there's something wonderful about Castlevania as a as a franchise in general. Just it's let... great. It knows exactly what it is. And, you know, the, you're always going to have to fight Dracula. You're fighting your way through his castle. There's going to be demons. There's going to be other fun stuff. You pick up some items that give you abilities, and you get on to the next bit. And you you're a vampire hunter with a whip, and you move too slowly. That's all there is to it. Yeah, if you get hit by an enemy, it knocks you backwards and probably into a pit. Yeah, that's what the games are. Then you die. (laughs) (laughs) This is the original Twilight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, It's even got hot Dracula Sun in it as one of the main characters. Yeah, yeah, I'm playing as him right now in Symphony of the Night. Um, But um, have you watched the series yet? No, I have not. I've heard nothing but good things. So yeah, it's the kind of thing I'll probably pop on like when I'm cooking or something. Yeah, you should definitely watch a bit of Castlevania. It's very good fun. But yeah. unfortunately, there's no vampires in um, in Jack and Jill. Sadly unless you not. Count Although, Depp. well, yeah, he's definitely a vampire. But um, Adam Sandler has done a lot of voices in the Hotel Transylvania um, franchise. Oh, yes, so there of is course. a vampire link yeah. there. There is a vampire through road. Yeah. Um, I love a good vampire through road. 
best kind of road. Oh, he's he's Dracula. There you go. He's got Dracula experience. Oh, very good. Very good. He can um, be. He can then be Dracula in the Paul W S Anderson Castlevania shit piece that I'm going to lobby <laughs> him to make because it's. I found out since we talked about this last that it was actually going to happen at one point and then it didn't. So. I know. I'm so annoyed that it didn't. That would have been perfect. There's like half a script sitting in someone's drawer somewhere. I would love it if that hadn't happened. Come on. Let's, but it has Adam Sandler it. going. What is a man? <laughs> um, it, but in going terms back of... to Adam, you talking about uh, what Adam Sandler films are worse than this? I'm just looking at some of the highlights of ones that I have either seen or not seen. I've seen Grown Ups too. That is worse than this for sure. See, I've avoided that like the plague, but I I can guess that it would be worse than this. That is a stinker. And you know, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. I've not seen, but that looks really offensive <laughs> and bad. That that couldn't be worse, could it? Yeah, I I can't imagine. Couldn't be better. Be, I mean, I I can't imagine that it could be better than than Jack and Jill. Um, it is. I mean, this is. We're not making excuses for Jack and Jill. This is a terrible film. But really, do you think it's worse than Grown Ups Two? People, come on, stop yeah. listening to what people on the internet tell you and listen to what us on the internet tell you. Well, those guys who do that podcast where they watch Grown Ups 2 over and over, they should do the same with Jack and Jill and then report back to us after <laughs> yeah, a little yeah, season. The yeah. worst idea of all time, it's called. It's a great show. Yeah, tell us after you finish Jack and Jill X number of episodes down the line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... it's it, it, it's it, I find it odd that the, the internet really latched onto Jack and Jill as this notorious bad movie, though. Um over all sorts. I mean, this came out the same year as as bad Paul Blart Mall Cop movies. I've forgotten the I've name of the actor. I've not seen any of those. Have you? No, no, no. But I, I've seen other films with that actor in. Um, um, I just know him as Kevin, Paul Blart Cop. Kevin Blart. Kevin Blart is his name. Um, also, <laughs> David, you know, David Spade, who appears in this as <laughs> Monica. Um, the character Monica. Kevin James. Kevin James, that's right. Um, but David Spade has been in some truly awful films um, as well. Um, you know, th- there's there's so many terrible movies out out there. I always find it interesting when one movie spikes the interest of the internet in the way that Jack and Jill did, um, because it's become this punching bag. And it's it's a terrible film. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of worse stuff out there than this. Yeah. I mean, it's still going to be incredibly low on our list of scores. <laughs> Don't get yeah, yeah, wrong. definitely. This is a bad, bad, bad film, but it's uh, yeah, it's not as bad as people make it out to be. Yeah, that's that's the point, and that's kind of the point of Sandler in overall. It's like, yes, Ad- Adam Sandler is mostly bad, but overall, he's not as bad as you think he is, and that some of his catalogue is worth having a look at to prove that point. <laughs> yeah, we've got the Wedding Singer. We've got. Uncut Gems, which I've still not seen, but I've heard is good. You've got yeah. Fifty First Dates, which is a fine film, aside from Rob Schneider. <laughs> yeah, if, if you could just like fast forward all of it to Rob Schneider or do an edit that cuts all his bits out, the, it'd probably be the, fine. The Schneider cut, as it were. Yeah, release um, the Schneider cut. It should. Every movie should have a Schneider cut where you just take Rob Schneider out of it. Yeah, that, Home fact, Alone Two would be a very different film. I'm just let's have a little look at what Rob Schneider movies would benefit from him not being in them. I'm going to hazard a guess at most of them. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, we're going to say Juice Bigelow. 
Yeah. Which would be incredible. Apparently he's in Muppets from Space. I don't know if I've seen that one. I mean, Muppets. Or if I have seen it, I was probably five. He is in, of course, the terrible Judge Dredd movie from the 90s. Oh, dear. Um, Have you ever seen that? I'm sure we could lose him from that. No, I haven't. See, that's a it's a, a very fun film, but it is a terrible adaptation of Judge Dredd. So Sylvester Stallone plays Judge Dredd. And you know how Judge Dredd's whole thing is he never takes off his helmet. He's the law. He's the law. He never takes off his helmet. Um, he takes off his helmet like a minute in and then hardly wears <laughs> it for the rest of the film. Um, I bet all the comic book nerds loved that one. Yeah, basically it's 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 mocked heavily by Judge Dredd fans. Um, and rightly so, it has a complete misunderstanding of <laughs> what Judge, Judge Dredd is. There's a few bits of sort of like satirical, post-apocalyptic, dystopian f- future comedy in there. But overall, it plays itself a little bit too straight to be Judge Dredd. Um, but it's an enjoyable, stupid sci-fi action film. And Rob Schneider is the comic relief, which of course he is. Um, Why because, not? Because who else would you get to be comic relief in 1995? Yeah. And you know, we're only a few years removed from The Animal, in which Rob Schneider plays a character called Marvin Mange. <laughs> Is that the one where he thinks he's an animal? Yeah. The Wikipedia page just says very boldly, the film received negative reviews. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, The Animal, that's the one where he, he gets organ transplants, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. Um, and then he, because that's how science works, he then becomes an animal of different, uh, various different animals over the course of the film. Yeah. Um, You're lucky we're not doing Schneidloon, aren't we? <laughs> what what month could Sh- Rob Schneider Schneidtober. Schnarch. <laughs> Schnarch. <laughs> Lousy Schnarch weather. <laughs> Schnabuary. Schnapril. Thankfully, Schnee. it doesn't really fly anywhere. It's even worse than sand loon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I com- I combined those two completely. Schneid loon. That would be Rob Schneider <laughs> and Adam Sandler. <laughs> we only do films that star both of them. That's for next June. Okay. I'm, I'm very Schneid excited loon. for next June, where I definitely don't hope that we've had some kind of nuclear apocalypse by that point. <laughs> Yeah, we'll do, we'll be doing this from a bunker deep deep inside the earth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And somehow Rob Schneider will still be making films. Yeah, it'll just be out there in the wasteland, just going. I am a creepy mutant. Oh, that's the next uh, protected characteristic group that he's going to mock. Mutants is the 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 radioactive mutants of the wasteland. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Jack and Jill? Um, let's see. Just that I I liked the intro and outro where they got like real life twins and got them all saying stuff, but then it was like mean spirited and I didn't like that. Yeah, the bits where it seemed more natural. I mean, obviously it was all scripted, but the bits where it felt more natural um worked quite well and it was quite a nice little little introduction. Um and sort of thematically fit in with twins are different and sometimes they hate each other, but they'll always love each other which is yeah. obviously the plot of Jack and Jill. They um, always love each other, and there'll be an incest joke in there somewhere, don't you worry. <laughs> um, I would add that the kid taping things to himself is funny, when you just randomly see him running around with, with yeah. something taped to him. Um, less so when it's a horrifying CGI animal, um, yeah. which is 
I don't understand why they decided to add horrible CGI into this film, but it does make it significantly worse. Of a bird that drinks Jack Daniels and falls over and on the bar. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it is. It, that's kind of funny. They had they have character to their two kids in this film, which is something. Yeah. The main thing is you feel like they've allowed them to be kids. Yeah. yeah. Is actually comparatively rare in these kinds of films. Usually they're just there to be the butt of a joke about how useless the adults are. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, bits like that aren't so bad. I mean, in general, it is very bad, but there's little nuggets here and there that are okay. Yeah, Al Pacino says um, at one point, I can smell horny across an ocean, which is probably the line of the film for me. <laughs> yep, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, there's not many good lines of dialogue in this film. No, mostly it's them like telling the plot to each other, like at the beginning when he goes, we're going to go bankrupt and we have 200 employees relying on us. A sentence <laughs> yeah. nobody would ever say. Yeah, it's all, um, it's all just... And, and even explaining the jokes to the audience, like when um, Jill kills a pony, that that <laughs> pony is dead. By I the wrote way. down, did she kill a pony? <laughs> Definitely killed a pony. All its legs are broken, probably broken its ribs. That pony is having to be put down, yeah. um, turned into carne asada. I'm sorry, but that's what's happening to it. Um, Did I tell you I saw a dead horse the other day? Oh, that's depressing. Yeah, when I was driving Eric to nursery, there's a field with horses, um, and one of them was just lying there on the ground. I think it was dead. Anyway, the others were all standing around it. I choose to believe it was just being lazy, and the other horses were saying, get up, get up. Um, Yeah, apart from that, yeah, I don't think there's many many funny lines of dialogue in this film. It's just, like I said, after she kills the pony, um, she then goes, oh, no, I'm sorry, you said I'd be too fat, or something like that. Yeah. And... yeah, the jokes are, yeah, she's too fat, ha-ha. It's funny, she's got manly characteristics because she's being played by a man, ha-ha-ha. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, there's not a lot of quotable dialogue, but yes, I did like most of the things that Al Pacino said. <laughs> most of them, not all of them. <laughs> no, no, not all of them, but most of them were funny. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I I think that's all I have to say about this film. Really, I wouldn't recommend watching it unless there's really nothing else. <laughs> no, I, there's nothing to gain from from this film, is there? No. Even um, when they go, they're going on a cruise to Europe, and you think it's going to turn into Euro Trip, the Sandler edit, it doesn't. No, it's again, it's very tame, isn't it? That little, yeah. um, that little cruise they go on. Um, there's so, no yeah. anthem pop punk song about how Al Pacino doesn't know. <laughs> Duncan Chino doesn't know. Um, so yeah, uh, shall we rate it and then talk about our our final thoughts on Adam Sandler? Yeah. Um, let's see how many how many times does Al Pacino have to call you on the phone before you agree to go on a date with him? Uh, I would I would love to go on a date with Al Pacino, so it only takes uh, four repeat, repeated harassing calls from Al Pacino for me to go on a date with him. This movie is terrible. Don't get yeah. me wrong. It is really bad. It's not as bad as people say it is, but it is very bad. All of those 
four pointer for Al Pacino. Yeah, None pretty, pretty much. Else. Yeah, pretty much. It's just Al Pacino. Adam Sandler points. maybe can have one for the doing the work of playing two parts, but he's very irritating in this film. <laughs> and both of them are irritating yeah. as well. Um. So yeah, four for me. What about yourself? Yeah, I I, I totally agree. I I will give it a four. There we go. So I think one, that... one for oh wait, one for Al two for Al Pacino, one for Adam Sandler, and one for the pony. <laughs> it needs all the points it can get to get it out of Pony Hospital. Um, yeah. So, um, so Sand Loon is over now. Oh, I'm so um, sad it's over. Yeah, I have to I go could back have... to work in the hot dog mines tomorrow. <laughs> Down the hot dog mines. After that is the a Sand callback. Loon holiday season. <laughs> callback literally to episode one of this literally show. Literally to episode one. Um, so any new listeners, go back and listen to episode one and you can hear us talking about our our hit movie, Sensations. Yeah. Um, a, and a Mining food, for Hot Dogs. <laughs> a food-based rom-com. Mining um, for Hot Dogs was originally one of the names mooted for the band Bowling for Soup. <laughs> I was just thinking that. That's so weird. I was about to say that. <laughs> Great um, minds. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so we've we finished Sandloon. Um, has yeah. this changed your opinion on Adam Sandler in any way? I think for me, I'm more or less the same because, as you know, I've always been I've referred to myself in the past as an Adam Sandler apologist, and I, I defend him against people who say, oh, he's just bad. Everything he's done is bad. He's just an irritating, vulgar guy. And I think we've shown here that there is a lot of truth to that, but there are some small gems in there which I think should be appreciated. So it, it's confirmed what I thought about him, I suppose. What about you? Yeah, my takeaway is don't let nostalgia dictate your tastes and also don't listen to annoying nerds on the internet to dictate your tastes either um apart from us we are the only annoying nerds you should listen to Um, (laughs) we're the best annoying nerds not the the most annoying nerds no the best the best annoying nerds um so i mean my takeaways were billy madison is a shit film (laughs) it's really bad yeah um people have this nostalgic feeling for it um don't specifically me well i think a lot <laughs> turned of people out to be very yeah made me make me feel bad but but i think i think i think a lot of people have that kind of nostalgic feeling for that um and i i'm sure that a lot of his other earlier movies probably have a similar kind of issue um but like you said i think you know he's got good movies and he's one of those people where if you know how to use him well um he can be effective you know he is effective in punch drunk love even though for me at least that that movie didn't hit home i'd say that his performance is one of the best things about it um jack and jill is awful but it's nowhere near as bad as as people make it out to be and saying it's one of the worst movies of all time we've watched many films worse than that on this podcast uh, uh, yeah almost as bad as just friends but not quite yeah exactly exactly um so so yeah it's make up your own mind watch some adam sandler movies and make up your own mind on it i think you really hit the nail on the head there saying you have to know how to use him i think that's exactly right he doesn't know how to use himself but if you get a good director and a good script and a good concept he's going to actually really deliver and yeah i think that's the most important takeaway of this it's like he's sort of chaotic energy that you have to harness yeah he is he is um the solar rays that you can use to power your house but otherwise they're going to kill you with radiation yeah (laughs) 
Um, yep. So yeah, give Adam Sandler a go. I still am unconvinced by most of his movies, but I think you've got to give each movie a try on its own merits. Yeah, give Adam Sandler a chance. <laughs> yeah, that's a, the famous slogan. Yeah, the famous Beatles song, <laughs> along with Kill a Pony. Yeah, I... oh, no, Dig a Pony. That was the... yeah. <laughs> Oh, Kill a Pony. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Um. Oh boy. Okay. Well, there we are. Sandloon. There you have it. Happy Sandloon, everyone. Yeah. Happy Sandloon, everybody. Um. So, so it's, what happens next? It, well, Where that's we the thing. Here? I'm at, I'm genuinely at a loss about where to go next. Um. With with all of this, because you know we've we've just had a big monumental, um, monumental event. You know, that's Sandloon is over, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that for since episode one. We're going to get the post Sandloon blues. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so we need to combat it somehow. Um, so I, I was in two minds about, you know, what to do, um, what to do next, um, whether to go for something relatively highbrow or go for something um, a little bit lowbrow to help get us back into the groove. Um, oh, yeah. But I think I'm just gonna go for it, um, and and uh, and go for something highbrow entirely. So the same year that um, Jack and Jill came out, there was an adaptation of Jane Eyre, um, starring oh, Michael okay. Fassbender and Mia Wasikowska, uh, directed by Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Ah. Um, okay. and who's done done a james bond or was on a james bond and then not so i think he's done the most recent james bond which has yet to come out the one that's never uh, going to come out the one that's never going to come out uh, no time to die um but he's also done things like beast of no nation he did the miniseries maniac which is very good um so um so yeah i think i think we're going to watch that we'll, we'll go straight into high concept uh, adaptations of classic novels Cool. That sounds good. I think I have seen that. Ah, excellent, excellent. And so it's one of my wife's favorite books. So I think oh, we've seen good. pretty much every adaptation that there is. But uh, yeah, we, I'm a yeah. big fan of Jane Eyre the book as well. So um, yeah, it's going to be. I've I've watched it, but a very long time ago. I don't really remember it. So um, it's going to be good to to check it out again. Yeah. Cool. But no, that, that's a good choice and a good um, palate cleanser after Sandloon. We'll get our brain cells going again after watching Adam Sandler make fart jokes for four movies straight. Yeah, I don't know about you, but the back of my mind right now, it's all just... <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, we, we hope you all enjoyed Sandloon and that you, know, you, you make up your own mind about Adam Sandler and just give him a chance. Um, you can find us on Twitter at BigBoysDon'tPod. You can email us at BigBoysDon'tCryPodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, what's your favourite Adam Sandler movie? If you yes. had a twin, would you kick them out of your house? Would you if fall you in love twin, with Al Pacino? <laughs> would you both fart and then waft it at the same time? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Tell us all that. And there's a link in our show notes to where you can give us money. It's just like a, like a tip jar. If you like what we do, throw some coins in there and we'll be back next week to talk about Jane Eyre. All righty. All righty. Bye-bye.